hi, welcome to Jackie's Hand of Horror. On this episode today, we're talking about burlesque. And it's actually, I think, one of our favorite subjects. It's uh, amazing. If you've never seen burlesque, you gotta go. So today, we're starting with our thumb and our movie review. Uh, we've got two films here. Uh, also, I want to say today with us is um, is Ray. Hello. And Tanya. Hello. So on our first movie review, uh, as you know, we only review trailers. And this one is called Burlesque, The Heart of the Glitter Tribe. And it's a fairly new film. It's actually on Netflix. It's 2017. And it's a documentary about uh, the burlesque world in Portland, more specifically. Um, did you guys see the trailer? And what do you think? Yeah, I saw the trailer. Um, I thought it was interesting. I find, I think burlesque artists are very interesting and very creative. And um, so I I think it'd be really interesting to see this. The thing that I thought was cool was how they had male burlesque performers also involved in the documentary. And I'd never actually seen any perform ever. So that was interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, Rachel. Um, yeah, I I watched the trailer and um, I mean for me I you guys know this but the listeners probably don't I perform in burlesque shows a lot I I'm not a burlesque performer myself um, I mean I don't do burlesque but I'm the variety I'm a puppeteer um, and yeah for me um, it it felt very much like home um, I've I've yeah it's uh, the people I've met the backstage vibe that it was all very very much represented in the trailer there. Yeah, I I loved it. Um, well, the trailer was like Tanya said, the men. It's very cool to see um, men in burlesque. I've been going to shows for a few years, and I've actually gone and seen uh, Rachel perform with the puppets, and um, I I just really loved this um, documentary and. If I had not seen any burlesque before the documentary, I would absolutely go find a show. So that's it on that one. Um, I give that one a total thumbs up. Me too. I'd see that. Yeah, me three Zs. Excellent. The other film that we looked at, uh, the trailer, is the 2000 film called Burlesque. And it stars <laughs> uh, Cher, you're laughing, and Christina Aguilera. And uh, I just can't believe that I wasn't aware of this film. I mean, with such big names, you know, but apparently the film, I guess it didn't go very big or I was really damn busy in 2010. It's a bad film. That's <laughs> You didn't hear about it because the trailer makes it look good, but you watch the film and you're like, what? Oh, really? Yeah, no, the yeah, the trailer makes this film look, look a million times more entertaining than it actually winds up being when you watch it. My opinion, yeah. I mean, well, I I'm startled was... by how good the movie looked through the trailer. <laughs> I thought it was a really good trailer, so I was I couldn't believe I'd never really heard of the film. So thank you, Rachel. I'm not going to bother now. <laughs> I mean, if you just watch the music pieces, it's kind of fun. But it's like, as for the rest of it, it's... The movie is like they took every possible trope and just threw it into the about a performing movie and, and none of it's in the trailer. That's what kills me. It's like, yeah, the, the trailer makes it look like a really just 
almost like cabaret, yeah. the movie cabaret, um, but not yeah. with Nazis. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But yeah, it's the actual, like the plot, there's there's a big corporate developer threatening to tear down their theater. And, and Christina Aguilera's character is clearly in love with the cute bartender in the bowler hat, but there's this rich guy who's also trying to buy her love. And... Yeah, it's just a mess. It's a big old mess. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, the trailer to me looked like one of those fun, just like fun performance style movies. Like like someone with talent tries to make it big and gets cast in this huge, you know, and wins out in the end. Yeah. And I like those kind of movies, even if they're cheesy, they're fun. And that's what the trailer makes it look like. So I would probably see it based on that. But not now. Not after Rachel's review, <laughs> but based on just well, I mean, no, just yeah, yeah. If you were just if I were just watching the trailer, I, I'd watch the movie too. It's probably why I watched the movie in the first place. Yeah. I probably saw the trailer and like, oh, that looks like fun. Um, also, I, I have to say this this particular movie is a standing joke amongst the Seattle burlesque people I know. Um, because we had someone come to one of our shows and write in afterwards, very upset and angry because. She's seen the movie Burlesque. Oh. And our show was nothing like oh, that. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, you know what the, what I was going to say about this trailer, just like Tanya said, it was just a, a fun, feel good kind of trailer. It looks like one of those kind of movies, like Cabaret, but, but it was not representative of any burlesque that I've seen. Right. It didn't look anything like anything yeah, I've no. ever seen ever. Ever. <laughs> or ever I, I mean, of honest, I'd rather go to an actual burlesque show than one of those shows. It was just too polished, but but it looked like a fun movie. Um, but yeah, that's what trailers do. They sometimes mislead you. <laughs> just, just like if you watch it, fast forward through all the dialogue and get to the music numbers and then it's fine. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. So um, I'm going to give it a half a thumb. <laughs> which is pretty useless because if you only have half of them it doesn't really work so i'll, I'll just give it a half of them i i think I w i'm just gonna say based on the trailer i would see it i do like share and i like christina aguilera's voice and so i probably would say and i like big musical numbers um not always but for the most yeah. part um and yeah it doesn't look like burlesque it looks like stage like a stage musical style number. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. Anyway, but that's enough time on <laughs> these two films. <laughs> time to move on. We're back, and this is our uh, four-finger section, our idea section. You know, I never did come up with a good name for this. We've called it the dark arts. We've called it, like, Mark, Martha Stewart with a with a hatchet. I mean, just kind of different Both ideas. Both are apt descriptors of me as a person, so... <laughs> well, I think they work for a lot of the things that we talk about. But today we're talking with... Uh, with with Miss Thrustmore again, because uh, she's just so full of information. She's done a lot of costuming. She's done it for a living, and she creates costumes for her own acts uh, in burlesque and for others. So today's little tips and hints are about uh, how to get some materials together, where to find things to to get your costuming, and not just for burlesque, but 
But for cosplay for Halloween, because, you know, Halloween is the most important holiday. Sorry, Christmas lovers. We win. I agree. Um, Hell, dress up for Christmas. I'm all for costumes all the time. Right? (laughs) Um, The Goodwill. The Goodwill is one of my favorite resources when um, my budget is tight, and it always is, uh, because I'm always developing something. Um, But you can find bits and pieces that sort of look like the thing, the image in your mind, and you can... Glue, like for burlesque specifically, you can go find yourself a nice bra and panty set, uh, a discount store, whatever, and then you glue rhinestones to it, or you can find appliques on Etsy and glue or sew, whatever your skill level is. Um, Embellishment. Find a base garment, embellish it is the easiest way to costume, period. If you want to start from scratch and you don't have any skill set, Hire somebody that does. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. You know, um, that's the easiest way. And have glue gun will travel. Now, if somebody just doesn't want to make costumes at all, I mean, are, are there, there's people that There's do always that. people, and it depends on what kind of costuming do you want. Is it for uh, a comic convention? Is it Halloween? Are you a burlesque performer? Yeah. Uh, because a costume that you have to move in and is meant to be taken off is different mechanics than a costume meant to stay on for hours and hours. That's true. Um, so if you need a burlesque costume, go to a burlesque costumer. If you want cosplay costume, maybe find someone that is their skill set is specific to cosplay. Um, don't ever assume that just because somebody sews, they know how to do everything. That's a surefire way to irritate the crap out of them. (laughs) (laughs) And be ready to have a realistic budget if you are going to pay somebody. It's not just materials. It's hours and hours of time. My last costume I constructed, it was 30 hours of construction. For one costume? For one costume. Wow. Um, But I'm also kind of a nut job, and I I made individual feathers out of fabric. It was a flying monkey. He needed wings. He had to fly. Of course he needed wings. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's just some things to think about. If you want to get into burlesque or cosplay or anything, um, there's options for everybody. Um, YouTube is a great resource. If you don't know how to do something, YouTube it. Yeah, and if you want ideas, Pinterest. you want ideas, <laughs> Pinterest. Like Pinterest, like uh, I have to stay away because then eight hours later, I don't know what my life is anymore. Yeah, I, um, I, I don't even have an account anymore <laughs> for the same reason. <laughs> yeah, um, I do have three thousand images saved on my iPad and my phone. You know, inspiration photos. Like that's a great concept. You know? Yeah, like you have time to go through them. <laughs> um, I have them saved in a folder and someday many years from now when I've retired because my body won't let me do things anymore, I'll have all these inspiration photos, I guess. It'll be my, my one woman yeah. Pinterest. I'm sorry, I'm going on a tangent. Stop oh. me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, so for creating costume, I agree with you. Goodwill is number one because you can buy things, especially sometimes you get them for half price. And oh, yard it's, sales it's, too. Oh, yard yeah. sales. I've gotten wedding gowns for two dollars because people right. wanted to get rid of them, and you know, and uh, one of the fun things about the costuming that I do, I do costuming for burlesque and drag performers and stage. Um, I got to do costumes for a drag Golden Girl show a few years ago. Like I, I do the fun stuff, mm-hmm. um, and I forgot where I was going. With that. Oh. <laughs> That's my job. I oh my gosh, I digress. Um, but anyway, when I, let me show you one of my favorite costuming experiences ever. Um, myself and about 30 other burlesque performers uh, got a casting call 
from another burlesque performer to do a Modest Mouse music video for the song Ground Walks Time in a Box. So um, about 30 of us were cast, and the information that I had was that I was going to be a soulless demon. So like typecast, right? I always wanted to be in a music video, and they typecast me as a demon. Great. Anyway, um, it, you know, the production team was amazing, and we brought we had an idea of what to bring with us. But they also had all these bags of thrift store goodies. And they're like, well, dig through and, you know, find some things. So I composed a costume in less than five minutes that was in a music video. That's awesome. Um, Ground walks time in a box at one minute, 19 seconds. That's me. And so we can see that. Yes. Can, I'll put that. I will put that. And, I, and I'm at the end of the video, too. And yeah, it, that was a fun, fun, fun day. How cool is that? Yeah. Well, I'll put that at the end, too. And all the other links. Uh, I don't need to put a link to Goodwill, you people. You can figure that one out. Well, you know, and it doesn't have to be Goodwill. People have issues right. with Goodwill. I get it. There's yeah. local thrift stores. There's lots there, of thrift there's, stores. A thrift store is the operative thing here. You're looking for a thrift store. And you have to be patient. You don't go out and start building a costume the day before you need it. No, and if you have the ability to draw, sketch out your ideas. If you can't sketch your, your ideas, go look for inspiration photos. So you have some sort of visual representation of what you're looking for. And then you don't end up buying pieces that you don't need and wasting money because ask me how I know all about that. Hence <laughs> the garage cleanup. I still have yeah. some of those pieces to this day. And yeah. um, we kind of have this rule. If you come over, you have to leave with stuff, but not you. You're okay, special. thank you. <laughs> I am getting a ticket no, to your show. No, for people but... that come over for the first time, they go home with their, like costume pieces. Like, take it, please. There's so much. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank um, you. Gosh, it, it, this is great information. And what a great episode. I really appreciate your sticking around for the second segment here for well i live here i'm not going anywhere yeah so. right well i gotta go. i gotta go i like it here all my stuff is here yeah, right. <laughs> well then i'll see you next month and thanks so much for being with us today thank you For our middle finger interview today, we've got two burlesque dancers that uh, one of them I know personally, and um, one of them I've never met, but I'm really looking forward to meeting her. Uh, she does a show called Gods and Monsters, and her name is Miss Thrustmore. And the other one is Mona DePlume, and uh, I've seen her shows, or I've seen one of her shows, and she does this really trippy gender bender thing uh tanya you know mona uh yes i've actually seen her perform um my husband josh and i saw her do uh lord of the rings burlesque where she um dressed as gimli and lord of the rings <laughs> oh no and a full beard and everything and it was it was so interesting i'd never seen anything like that before um it was cool how she dr did drag burlesque basically and character burlesque yeah it's it's a mental mess up it's um it's very disturbing um <laughs> rachel have you have you ever seen uh mona de plume or miss thrustmore i i don't think i have no okay well she did um when we were doing our filming of monos returns a couple years ago a few of us went to her show they did a mst uh themed show in portland and uh she did both Torgo and Rosdauer, and it was deeply disturbing and sexy. Torgo, 
sounds disturbing and sexy. Right? Yes, awkward feels. (laughs) Right. Well, hey, on today's Jackie's Hand of Horror, we're talking burlesque. And horror burlesque, to be uh, more specific, um, sitting here in her living room of Miss Rust more, and I'm not going to tell you what I'm looking around here at because you know imagination is a pretty powerful thing. But um, and it's all Star Wars toys. Don't be fooled. It's not that cool. I see plenty of Star Wars. God, that's almost a Torgo hat right there. Almost. Oh my goodness. There's actually a lot of little cool secrets here and there. Like you'll see Freddy oh, Krueger. Oh gosh, yeah. I, yeah. I walked right in. I didn't look around. Anyhow, there's we're a here. lot to see. <laughs> Today, uh, we want to talk to you about burlesque, and and I understand that you do horror burlesque. Can you tell us something about what you do in your shows? Um, Well, no, you have to come see them. That's how it works. (laughs) We we already talked about that. I am coming. Specifically for me, I I can talk about my main horror act, and I dubbed it Freddy vs. Jason. It's the one act my partner and I actually get to be on stage together for the first time. Um, And basically, uh, I, I... um, have amorous feelings towards Freddy Krueger and, you know, maybe act upon that alone. And, you know, rule of horror, if you have sex, you have to die. So here comes Jason. Exactly. And he's pretty upset. Like, really, Freddy? Like, really? It's just, it's, it's hilarious. Okay. Hilarious. And, yeah. <laughs> I, I could go for that. And then, um, Gosh, what'd you say? Grunge and Grind? Grunge and Grind Productions is my production company, which I do. I produce live burlesque shows. Um, Eventually want to get into producing music. Uh, My partner and I are both musicians. He's been a working drummer for 20 years. He's amazing. Um, I sing. uh, We band, you know. Just we we do a lot of things. And... um, why not have a production company to produce great things? That's right. I mean, this is the time. Yeah, this is it's the gig for, economy, man. It is for, <laughs> for independent projects and yeah. things like of this nature. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm 42, so 20 something years ago in Palm Springs, like I was promoting bands, getting them gigs, okay. managing, doing press kits. Like, didn't know what the hell I was doing. Learned as I went along, because uh, I'm great at networking. I'm great with people. Um, yeah. And I'm really great at like getting people excited about stuff. So yeah, like well, like your yeah. shows. And and you were telling me earlier that um, the burlesque thing you hadn't even you weren't it wasn't really on your radar. No, before, not like, at all. Five six years um, ago. The, the, I mean, the costuming work I was doing was steampunk. I had just uh, I, I was getting ready to do a my a line in a steampunk fashion show and stuff like just yeah burlesque was not on the radar mm-hmm. until my partner got invited to uh, photograph a show because he's a photographer as well okay. and i went along and there was mona de plume and my mind was melted and <laughs> my life has never been the same thank goddess just yeah 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 it's been wild and beautiful and crazy heartbreaking sometimes i mm. mean there's you know there's bad things too um, where human beings doing creative work and yes. you know it it's tough out there. Yeah, yeah, putting heart and soul into it. Yeah, and, like, and the basic consumer doesn't realize what goes into how much prep it takes. Like four 
say four to six minutes on stage, it can be months of prep, sometimes years for some performers and signature acts and, and you're always constantly evolving. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not just fun and glamour. Like my life, the fun and glamour part that you see on social media, whatever, that, that's 5% of right. the whole. Right. The rest of it is I'm I live in yoga pants and hoodies covered in paint. I never wear makeup. <laughs> I'm I'm the opposite of glam. I'm, you know. Isn't that fairly normal? Uh for a lot. For I, mean, a lot I, of... I do know some folks that they are bless them they keep it up all the time. That's wow. who they are. That's yeah. how they live. Sure. Cool. Um I'm just too lazy and tired. Just <laughs> Well, it's a lot of work. Yeah. I I'm you know, up to my elbows in feathers and fur at making things for people for Comic Cons and uh-huh. um, got to do a dress for someone that was on America's Got Talent. Like, I had an eight hours sequin dress and I did it. Oh my wow. God. I'm still floored that I did that. Wow. Um, I mean, you have to have some of those talents to yeah. be uh, Either that or a lot of money to, um, to, to hire you know, people to make your clothing. I there's mean, that, or there's getting really well acquainted with a glue gun if you don't have sewing skills. I mean, yeah. just, there's a lot of clever tricks. Like, yeah. I love going to thrift stores. But boy, you want it to hold together. <laughs> because <laughs> well, you so get the industrial with. glue sticks. There's okay. different grades of glue. Gotcha. Um, now, like, when people go through, like, Rose City School of Burlesque, for example, there is a costuming class, and the costuming teacher, Ivana Mandalay, um, she's not a professional costumer, but what the beauty of her teaching is, um, her skill level is above a, a new beginner, but she mm. learns through her journey. So she's able to take people that don't sure. have skill and like, hey, uh-huh. this is what I did. And, and, you know, her costumes are gorgeous. Yeah. And I used to give her crap for hot gluing things. Uh-huh. Like, tiss, tiss, that's not how you're supposed to do it. And then several years later, you know, you got into a crunch, like, and I'm messaging like I'm gluing things. You can laugh at me. That's okay. Well, I told you so. <laughs> you gotta get it done, and it's you gotta do what appearance. you gotta do. You know. Yeah. Um. But sourcing from thrift stores, especially in cosplay, yeah. even thrift mm-hmm. store cosplay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You the can do that with burlesque. The most important thing is cut your tags out. Cut your tags out. Cut right? out the tags right. of everything. So, um, but but your shows. Tell us about some of your shows. You've got a show coming up. You've got Camp Horror else. Burlesque. Okay. Um, it's number two, and I'm featuring some brand new, newish performers. So we're gonna call it Camp Horror Two: The New Blood. The New Blood. <laughs> the New Blood. Oh, okay. Um, and basically, uh, the last show, the way it worked out is everybody had an act themed to a horror movie. Um, okay. We had. Uh, Halloween 2 represented Mona Plume, who you're interviewing as well. Yes. She did Silence of the Lambs. And, oh, I got it so good. Um, wow. With her permission, I'll send you a video that's only for you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, I did my Freddy vs. Jason that I talked about before. Um, we had Creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, Loxie Arcane and her uh-huh. husband did the, ca- uh, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. So good, so clever. Cool. Their, their act is so clever, and since it's a silent black and white movie, they are black and white as oh. well. It's brilliant, yeah. um, and they use a romantic song that I love, and it's uh-huh. it's cute and it's clever and sexy, and um, which burlesque can be all those things: cute, clever, sexy. Yes. Um, sometimes it's political. It just it's whatever, it, whatever it is for you. I don't even know how to articulate it. Like uh, performers decide 
this is what I want to do, and this is what they do. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Total empowerment. I mean, from the first show I saw, like, five years ago, I was just absolutely hooked. Yeah. It's, but they, I mean, as a performer... You can nerds or, or book lovers or anything. Well, as a performer, I, I, I would like people to know that, um, again, that glamour on stage is a really small fraction. You are editing music. You are doing social media. Um, sometimes people are learning how to create graphics for themselves. You're costuming, you're choreographing. You are doing the job of 12 people. And I come from a background, like I've worked on productions before. Mm -hmm. um, I worked for a place called Copycats in Palm Springs where we had celebrity impersonators. Like our Michael Jackson was the Michael Jackson that you see in Scary Movie. Um, Moss is his last name. Oh, my brain. Sorry, I'm nervous. That's okay. Um, that's okay. But yeah, that, that's my back. I ran the box office, and our choreographer is the gentleman that taught Madonna how to Vogue, Louis Camacho. Wow. You'll see him in Truth or Dare and on her Blonde Ambition tour. You know, I learned incredible things from incredible people, and I'm still doing that yeah. right here in Portland, Oregon, slash yeah. Vancouver, you, Washington. You, you funneled all these talents and skills yeah. into, into this. I, mean, I, I have a history in graphic design and costume design, and like, I'm intensely creative. My parents were wonderful and fostered all of it, and here I am. And now I get to make money doing all of the things that I love, and then I get to teach other people how to do it. That's really amazing. Like, how freaking cool is that? And we're going to share those um, those links yeah. about the school. Yes, Rose City School of Burlesque and burlesquepdx.com. And um, Zorna Phoenix is responsible for all of that. Zora Phoenix has been producing burlesque shows okay. in Portland for I, 12 years, 13 years? I don't know. Wow. Uh, yeah. Years, years and years and years. And so. then you have a show coming up in July. The Camp Poor Burlesque. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. We're doing That's... Camp Poor too, The New Blood, and that is July 26th at Crush Bar, uh -huh. 1400 Southeast Morrison Boulevard. Um, it's on the Crush calendar already. Good. Um, the media is not up. We're in the currently casting. Um, but by okay. the first week of July, you can start looking for our media at uh, Grunge and Grind Productions Facebook page. Miss Thrustmore on Facebook, like Perfect. it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Eventbrite is where we sell our tickets, and you can always search for Burlesque on Eventbrite too, and not just get tickets to my shows, but other shows in town. Yeah, the Northwest is amazing for Burlesque. We are bursting with glitter here. It's incredible. It is. And it's Seattle, it's Eugene, um, it's everywhere. And burlesque is so empowering. You it know? is. It's, it's for women and men and any gender. It's it's for everybody. Well, burlesque, essentially, um, a long, long time ago, it was satire, making fun of the rich. That's what feather boas are about. Oh, is and that so, how yeah, it began? We were I making no fun idea. of the rich. So burlesque, in its essence, is satire. Um, and there are two classifications. There's classic burlesque, which uh, Dita Von Teese... Dirty mm -hmm. Martini, mm -hmm. these are people you can Google. They are glamorous, they are beautiful, they are amazing. Great choreography, big production. Um, there's also neo-burlesque, which is what I do. And there's also high-end neo-burlesque performers, but the difference is classic is, uh, I think of it as a wink and a smile and a tease and a blush and a tickle and, you know, um, yeah. very classic and the music is classic and it takes, it's evocative of another time and it's great it's so good and then neo burlesque is uh everything else it's the cause it, it's the cosplay burlesque it's the okay. political stuff it's um 
I mean, I produce horror, but my mainstay as a performer is I do comedy. I am mm -hmm. a physical comedian. I grew up on Carol Burnett and um, things like that. So right. um, I'm performing in a show at the end of the month called uh, As Not Seen on TV. And the premise of the show is uh, we're celebrating infomercial products minus the slap chop. And I'm bringing in um, a Dana Carvey skit from SNL in 1985, the Chop and Broccoli song. Okay. People can Google it. Chop Sorry, and I broccoli. Love, I should be working for Google. I'm a Google ambassador now. Uh -huh. It's a thing. Um, yeah, and it just it's my love of broccoli and the slap chop, and it's going to be ridiculous, and I'm headlining the show, so I'm super freaking excited about that. And when is that? That one is, oh my gosh, June 30th at 10 p.m. at the Funhouse Lounge. So it's coming right you up. You can get tickets on Eventbrite. Um, oh my gosh. On Facebook, it's as not seen on TV. There's a page. Okay. Go get some tickets. Cause well, I, I hope We've you got get some the people. slap chop, the thigh master. <laughs> I can't wait for the Thighmaster. Oh, um, yeah. It's just, it's going to be zany, campy, crazy, let it all out fun, and I can't wait. How cool. Well, yeah. that's great. Thank so you. So fun. Gosh. I, I hope that some of our listeners will come to that show. Me and if too. they do, they need to come up to you and yes, tell Yes, they can ask, you. introduce themselves. I want to know, like, yeah, did you hear me on Jackie's podcast? Because how cool is that? Yeah. And, you know. I want to know. I know, right? I'm always curious where if people heard of me, my productions, and yes. a lot of it is my media when I'm selling shows. Um, my audiences are mostly composed of people that have never seen a burlesque show, and That's they're attracted by like cool. my uh, my posters, whatever. Okay. Um, I do great artwork. <laughs> great. Well, we're you're gonna have to share some of that. Yes, too. I will definitely share some. Well, thank you so much. Thank it you. was such a pleasure coming to your home and uh, seeing all your cool little stuff around <laughs> here. I Star Wars. I see what looks like a Torgo hat and <laughs> oh, an awesome old radio. I I could stay here for a while, but my partner and I have a um, a collectability problem. I guess you could oh, say. Oh, <laughs> I've seen I've seen worse. Believe me. We uh, yeah, we are in the process of actually cleaning out the garage, gotcha. yarding out the house. That's why it's. Um, you can walk around, but it's not as aesthetically pleasing as I'd like. There's things everywhere. Yes, and you're a mom. So <laughs> no, we can't even blame it on the kids. The kids are great. It's mom right. and dad. Well, well. It's us. We do you it. You and your toys. This is our crap, not theirs. It was such a pleasure meeting you. <laughs> it Thank was so you. much fun meeting you. And I'll see you soon at one of these shows. At, yes. Well, at the one at the end of July. Yes, because I'm giving you a ticket. And I'll... If you're in town, you should be there. That's right. So if anybody else is coming to that July 28th show at Crush, uh, I will be there. Yay. That's my plan. And uh, I'll be back from Southern California. And I'll come see you. I'll be debuting my Exorcist Act. I'm so excited. Oh, I can't wait. All right. We'll talk to you soon then. Yeah. Well, we're back. Uh, now, I'm for our second interview today, I'm here at Mona De Plume's house. Wow, what a cool house, too. Wish I could show you some of this stuff. Pretty awesome. Mona is a performer, burlesque, and uh, we're going to talk today about her shows, what she does. Hey, Mona. 
Hey, Jackie. It's so good to be here. I'm so glad you came. Yeah, me too. It was, you know, I was up in Seattle for a screening of Monos Returns and then coming back and <clears throat> and being able to come to your house and, and go see Miss uh, Thrustmore as well today is such a treat. What a great way to go home. <laughs> it's, it's a great community of performers that we have. Uh, we're always willing to talk about what we do and, and spread the gospel of glitter as we yeah. call it well the northwest specifically seems to have i mean such a rich rich community of burlesque performers and all different types of, of what kind of what's your well i know what your stick is but you got to tell the audience here well i tend to um i'm a <clears throat> i'm a neo burlesker which means i'm not your classic gown and glove girl um, I have gone in that direction on occasion with the fans and the boas, but really my comfort is in in comedy and pop culture. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, I really feel uh, when I when I present a character that the audience is familiar with, that the audience connects um, right away to my performance and to me as a performer. Um, because that's what we strive to do when yeah. we're on stage is we strive to connect with the audience. We want them invested in our performance. We want them to remember us. And yeah. so using pop culture is, is a great way to do that. Um, I'm sure there are people out there who cannot see Bob Ross without thinking of me. Um, I can't see Roz Dower anymore without thinking of you. Exactly. I mean, My, oof. I, three years ago, you were gracious enough to come speak at my first uh, production. That's which, where we met, face that's to face. where we met, which was a mystery science theater-based burlesque show called Booby Sign. Um, and I brought my Roz Dower act as well as my Torgo master act. You sure did. Oh <laughs> my God. I tell you, that was, I've never seen anything like that. And um, it was sexy and really disturbing. You almost feel guilty for, I mean, you, you won. That's, I'm guessing that was your goal because you accomplished it. Sexy and disturbing is always my goal. Wow. It's, I'm I'm either going to ruin your childhood or <laughs> I'm the creative process is my favorite process of burlesque. My the whole of uh, there's so many great aspects of burlesque, a uh, positive body image, sense of community, um, you know, learning a sense of yourself, having something for you, but the creative process for me is what just drives me. Um, I've been lucky enough to become an instructor at the Rose City School of Burlesque, and as long as well as Miss Thrustmore, she yes. she's an instructor there too. And um, I teach act creation and oh. what goes into an act. I talk about the fundamentals of creating an act, which is your character, your concept, your costume, music, and choreography. But I always say that the core fundamental to any act, what makes a good act a great act, is how you include the audience in that act. Yeah, uh, Scarlett was talking about some, about that connection. Absolutely, you want to you know you want to break that fourth wall. You want to 
give the audience something they weren't expecting. Those are always my favorite types of acts to do is where you think it's going to go one way and it zigs when you thought it was going to zag. And then all of a sudden it's something completely different that you weren't expecting. I've seen, oh, I've seen elements of that in every show I've been to. I, I believe I've been to about five shows. They've all been different, but uh, it's there's always those twists and those surprises. The, the supreme confidence of the performers on stage is the thing... It's one one of the things that just impresses me so much. It's so empowering. It's it, the confidence thing is is so weird because I'm such an introvert outside of burlesque and being on stage. And there are things that I'll do on stage which give me more confidence. Like I'm not going to wear heels over three inches. Um, I'm always going to be wearing dance tights to hold my thighs in place. And it's just those small little things that I do to help build my own confidence so I can show that confidence on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when, when you're up there, it's like no other feeling. All the, Any aches and pains that you have melt away, any stresses that you have melt away. And it's just that five minutes of salvation in the spotlight it it is my church yeah i wish i'd known about it earlier in life i would totally be into this there are so many age groups that do burlesque um you know we just recently had our uh burlesque hall of fame weekend down in las vegas and that's where we commune to get together and just like celebrate our legends, the women um, and men who came before us and paved the way for us. And women in their 80s are still performing. Oh, beautiful. It is the most beautiful thing and it's the most touching and just your your heart just like overflows with, with their continued passion about this art form. I love that. Wow. Well, it's not too late for me. It's just I have too many other irons in the fire. That's what it is. Because if I had time, I'd also do roller derby. You know, that's funny because uh, when I first started doing burlesque about... uh, I started eight years ago. And when I first started, there were about a dozen performers in town. And now there are countless performers in, in Portland. Um, and throughout the United States. But my daughter was not even two years old, and I was stuck in that rut of, okay, this is it. I'm a mom. This is my identity now. And I'm just like, there's got to be something that's just for me, that's me-based. And I'm like, roller derby. I'm totally going to do roller derby. But I'm like, oh, there's rules, and I bruise easily, and... So I just I kept thinking, and then it was a it was a cold December afternoon, and I, <clears throat> and I was sitting on the couch, and I swear to God, Jackie, out of the ether I heard this word burlesque, and I'm like, what? What? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I had never seen a burlesque show. I had no idea what burlesque so was about. So it literally came out of the the consciousness stream and. 
planted itself it in you. It did. And then all of a sudden, wow! I was like, okay, Portland Burlesque. And I was looking up Portland performers, looking up if there was a school of any kind. And I mean, I contacted a local performer on MySpace because that was the time then. Um, <laughs> and I started a conversation with her and she had been thinking about starting a, a school here in Portland. And I encouraged her to do that because I mean, where do you start? when you when you do this it's like i'm not just going to show up in fishnets and heels and say put me on stage <laughs> I, I well you could have i but. could but i need to know the fundamentals i yes. need to know the basics yeah. and and so let's just say some people would do that some but people <laughs> i i i'd I'm, be a little bit more prepared myself i would like to be more prepared wow this the i mean the northwest um burlesque is just so rich I the more I learn about it it's such an amazing culture that the more I want to be involved in it somehow you know even just as as a patron yes please I, support, of course support yes. your local live entertainment um and there's such a variety of performers in Isn't this that town something just all genders all body types all you know styles of um of burlesque and again with the with the horror burlesque it's i i don't think there's a neo burlesque performer out there who doesn't have a horror act because again that's you know it's these things that we grew up on and these things that are intrinsic to to Mm -hmm. our culture uh so there's always going to be um horror based acts there's always going to be um just pop culture acts um i'm doing a show coming up on june 30th at crush bar in portland oregon um it is it's uh, based on pbs oh really yes and this is i have so many pbs based acts um that i had to narrow it down to two oh i know of one that you're really well known for but you go ahead <laughs> um i i am really well known for my bob ross act yes. um i also will be bringing my mr mcfeely act um i have oh, a God. yips act from oh. sesame street the aliens from sesame street that i do with lascivious lenore um and i also have i may have have i seen that where did i Huh. Um, but I believe one of the most famous acts that I'm known for, famous acts, like I'm some big deal. You are. Um, <laughs> you are. That's why I'm talking um, to you. I do a lamb <laughs> chop act. Oh, no. But here's the thing. Again, with those zigs, when you thought they were going to zag, it's a lamb chop act that turns into a Silence of the Lambs act. Love it. Yeah. Wow. And it's like all of a sudden I'm coming out dressed as Lamb Chop and we're all happy and we're singing the Lamb Chops play along. And then the music turns to Goodbye Horses and it gets real dark and real serious. And then I kind of interpret that basement scene, the famous basement scene in uh, Silence of the Lambs where he's doing his robe dance to silence of the lambs anyway it ends in me rubbing lotion all over myself and it's a big hit (laughs) of course it is (laughs) wow but again it's that creative process when i'm creating an act i i put myself in the audience and i'm like 
what do I want to see as an audience member? What do I want to see happen? Yeah. It's creating and engineering an act. Like with my with my Manos act, I wanted to do the big red hands on the robe. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how am I going to do that when I'm dressed like Torgo? Right. And so I that did... That was brilliant, by I the did way. the arm veils that unfurled when I took Torgo's shirt off. And, it was, and that was a twist because it was totally unexpected... And it was a, a, just a, this wonderful finish. Yes. And that's yes. I, I, so it's engineering and, and building an act from scratch, from these neurons popping off in my head to putting it on stage and people losing their mind over it. Yeah. Yeah. These things are so well thought out. I mean, it's really. Uh, a performance. I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of energy and time goes into these things, not just in the the visuals, but the whole movements, everything. It's it's work that people people who don't understand burlesque or don't know about mm-hmm. it. It's not people just getting up on stage and moving around. Well, I've never called myself a burlesque dancer. I've never had a dance class in my life, but. I map my movements. It's like, uh-huh. okay, here I'm going to be at this point on the stage, and I'm going to remove this article of clothing, and then I'm going to move here. Um, it's, I always, my favorite quote by me is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and how do you spell that? <laughs> my favorite quote by me is that uh, I may not be the most statuesque, I may lack a fair amount of grace, I may not even have the most sparkle. But I'm the one you're going to remember. That's for damn sure. I mean, it really is. And and the first show that I went to, it was in Seattle, actually, because Rachel Jackson was doing some puppetry for it. Yeah, it was we the, love Rachel. Yeah, the Labyrinth show, mm-hmm. David Bowie, and uh, just blew me away. It was just amazing. Yeah. Was it a Muppet-themed show? Yes. That's where you saw the yips. I was in that show. No, I've seen two shows. I saw her do the one. Oh, that's where I saw them. I knew I'd seen that act. Yeah. So, but we didn't meet that time. No, we didn't. So we met for the first time, what, two and a half years ago. Yeah, for the Mystery Science Theater Theater Show. Mystery Science Theater Show. And so I want to kind of, this is a good time to segue that you uh, invited me a while back, but swore me to silence. And uh, that's not been easy to do. I'm not a person you can silence, especially when they get really excited about something. And I've been so excited about this. And before I turned on this recording device, you said that uh, this is the time to make the announcement. So, Okay, so (laughs) Jackie has graciously accepted my invitation to host the next Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, burlesque show called MST's 3K. Uh, it is going to be Friday, August 17th at Crush Bar in Portland, Oregon. That is on Southeast 14th and Morrison. Um, there will be all sorts of uh, links and events on Facebook, and I'm sure Jackie will be sharing those Ooh, with yes. you. Uh, but no, when I thought about doing this show again, I'm just like, I wonder if Jackie would like to host. Because, honestly, you are Mystery Science Theater royalty. Aww. (laughs) To so many people. And it's, I couldn't, 
think of a better host. And so we're going to have a really great lineup. Um, I'm going to be bringing Roused Hour again. I'm going to be bringing the uh, Manos Act again. Nice. Uh, we're going to have some new performers that we didn't have last time. We're going to be performing to some of our favorite cheesy movies and some of our favorite um, mads. And it's I'm super excited, and it's going to be... A really fun time so hopefully if you guys listening are in the Portland area we would love to have you come by and see what burlesque is about yes yeah come see me come see Mona come see the whole cast I've I've seen some of these acts uh, I look forward to seeing some different ones and uh, oh gosh I'm just so excited about this like I said if I was younger I would I, and live closer to a place where this is available. I mean, honestly, I live in a town of a thousand people at the end of the road, and I'm not, I don't see us doing burlesque in our local tavern. Well, <laughs> why not? Why don't you? We could. Why don't you create a show? You, <laughs> and contact some of us performers. We will drive out there and put on one hell of a show for the people in your town. Oh man, you just planted a seed. Okay. I will plant that seed. Oh, my you goodness. sow that seed and we will <laughs> reap the benefits okay. of that seed. Okay. Well, it's in my head now. Give me a stage and a spotlight. I got a sound guy right over there. Okay. Oh Lord. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll that's another discussion. You know, Miss <laughs> Thrustmore is going to be down for that. I'm going to be down for that. We'll get uh, some, so many performers. Okay. We'll, we'll take over the town for the well, night and well, show them a good time. Holy cow. Yeah, then I'll be really popular. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I want that kind of popularity, but maybe I do. We'll see. But, oh, it's so great visiting with you and talking with you today. And I'm very excited for the show in August. Um, any links uh, we'll be putting on the Facebook page to... To shows and ways to connect with you mm-hmm. and see the things that you're doing. Yeah, um, I uh, do. Uh, I'm the manager of Charm and Glamour Productions. Okay, uh, you can find me on Facebook there. Um, you can also find me as Mona DePlume on Facebook. I'm not going to guarantee any friend requests, but uh, you know, you can check you out. You can check me out. That's see, right. see what I do. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for today, and uh, we'll be talking. I'll be seeing you soon. Awesome. Thank you. So next, we're moving on to our ring finger. And uh, these are things that we love in burlesque. Um, Rachel, let's start with you today. What's your... Tell us something you just love about burlesque, a dancer or a show. Um, so for me, I have to say I love the entire Pacific Northwest nerdlesque movement in its entirety. Um, and and for people who don't know what that is, that's um, basically up here in, in the Northwest corner of the country. Um, a lot of burlesque dancers are also into nerd things. They're into um, the works of Joss Whedon. They're into Game of Thrones. They're into Harry Potter. And they've taken all of these loves and combined them with their love of burlesque. Um, 
And that would be enough for me, even if it stopped there. But what I especially love is that it doesn't. What, what they also do is that they use their sexy glitter powers to question authority and question things that are wrong with our world. So, so the Pacific Northwest Nerdlesque tribe um, not only has combined everything they love, but they also are very socially aware and, and they use their arts to make you question things like, why weren't there more Asian characters in Firefly, like with lines and stuff? And, you know, why, why is there so much misogyny in something else? And, and, and they just they they're using using all of their powers to to try to make the world a better place, which I just respect the heck out of them for. If you can be talented as heck, entertaining, sexy, empowered, and using that as a force for for active good, that's yeah, that's that's why I love them. That's why I continue to come to their shows and and perform um, alongside them when when asked. Wow. Very well said. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. Tanya. Um, well, I definitely agree with Rachel. I wanted to talk a little bit about a burlesque performer who I adore is uh, Tristan Risk or Little Miss Risk. She's from Vancouver, and I believe she's actually retiring soon from burlesque, but she's been doing it for many, many years. And she also does, um, you know, like tricks. She does snake dances and sword swallowing, stuff like that. And um, she's just an all-around performer. She was in American Mary, and I actually got to work with her. I adore her as a person, too. She's amazing. Um, I got to work with her on Just a Prick, the PSA that uh, Michelle Nesk and I did. And also you guys <laughs> were also involved in that. <clears throat> um, the thing I like about her, she is very much about empowerment and very much about um, you know, standing up for the whole idea of just because I'm sexy or you think I'm sexy doesn't mean you have access to me kind of thing. And I'm not going to stop being who I am just because I'm afraid of that. That's sort of her attitude. And, um, you know, she writes a blog and she's, um, done, uh, I believe it's German penthouse. Um, but yeah, just the whole thing she stands for. And also she's a great person. So, um, I think she does have, I know she has pictures and I think she does a video online too. Um, and she's in a lot of movies. So Tristan Risk, look her up. She's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't seen her perform, but uh, I do like her in your film. Just a prick. <laughs> and I totally agree with Rachel, too. Um, I love the Northwest. I love that, that nerd factor. And uh, I would say that most of the shows I've been to have definitely had that I, you know the labyrinth show you know david bowie show and um the last one that i went to was that mst themed show uh at crush in uh, portland two years ago God, that's too long ago i need to go again <laughs> i i <laughs> burlesque but it was just sexy and adorable as hell you know these <laughs> These women dressing up in these characters. One, I believe, was dressed as crow, <laughs> and and then of course Mona De Plume as Torgo and Roz Dower, uh, and with finalizing with a master's robe kind of wings thing wow. and pasties. It was just incredible. But I love that too. It, but my thing today is uh, the MST show. I just thought that was so great and the talent and 
the the effort. Oh my God! And the the costuming alone. These women aren't making a bunch of money here. They're not making anything. Probably a lot of them, uh, you know, in terms of making a living, it's for the love of it and their passion for this. And it's the empowerment is um, mind blowing to me. If I were younger, I would totally do it. And that's it for today. Um, we're going to finish off here with our little pinky finger and a radia. And uh, beyond that, we've had a great show today. This was fun. I love talking burlesque. I love supporting these people. And if you haven't ever been, you got to get yourself to a show. Hi, I'm here with the radio today for our pinky section, which is so fun. Wait, what? Hey, pinky, we're the Jackie's hand of horror, and you are the pinky finger. I do not get that, but that is weird. <laughs> which is totally cool. I like it. <laughs> so today, uh, we're talking about dance. What's dance? You know what dancing is, right? <laughs> Just joking, I know what it is. Yeah. Do you like to dance? Yes. Do you? What kind of dance do you like to do? I have no clue. So, like, <clears throat> what kinds of music do you like? Do you have a certain song or... Um... I do have some songs trapped in my head and I can't get out. Can you think of the names of any of them? Well, I make some up, like... I dance in my head. I don't know what comes to my eye. Ooh, I like that. My eye doesn't think, but my head does think. Wow, so you're my not... My eye doesn't, but my head does think. So you're not only dancing, but you're creating your own music. Yeah. Like the stream in this bubble, it goes up and down. Yeah. And it doesn't think what the eye sees. Wow. Sees. So you're we're So you see the soap. I see the but soap in this bubble. This um so she's holding but, um what is this? It's a bubble wand, right? Yeah. And you're so you spinning see the around. Soap, but the clear stuff you can't see exactly, right? Right. When but when this it it looks like the soap is just floating, right? Yes. When you twirl around, the bubbles get higher and higher. Yeah. So that's... Wow. You're deep, kid. So... Yeah. <laughs> you are. You... Golly. You remind me so much of myself when I was young. Whew. The eye comes to the head, but the head doesn't come to the eye. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're just getting so excited. Okay, so let's move on just for a minute. You and I are going to have private... Oh, here comes your brother uh, oh, running in here. No. Um, okay, so my next question is, have you ever heard the phrase, dance like no one is watching? Yes, but only one time. Just and once. What do you think that means? Just think about it just for a sec. What does that mean to you? Dance like no one is watching. You're dancing to yourself? 
Exactly. And the cool thing is, at your age, kids do that. They dance for themselves. But when you get older, you get self-conscious and you start worrying about what the people think. And um, I think that's a big mistake. Yeah. I hope that you always dance like no one is watching. <laughs> I wish I wish my audio audience could see you dancing right now. No, 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 no. Oh Never. yeah. Well, I love you so much. You're mm -hmm. such an amazing, amazing. I have a question. Yes. Do you guys know what stranger danger is, though? That's our next episode, so yeah. we're not we're not going there mm -hmm. yet. Okay. You're breeding ahead, my darling. Yeah. I love you so much. I'm ahead of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, baby. Well, thank you for joining us once again on Jackie's Hand of Horror. We've had another great episode here with my team, with Nudia. Hello, everybody. With Tanya. This is Tanya. Rachel. Hi. And myself and our tech support, Quinn and Natalie and the rest of the crew at the Revival League podcast.